This is the Sex Ed Book Review Podcast, the podcast where we review sex ed books before you, tell you all about them so you can decide if it's right for you and those you care about. Content warning, we will have discussions of sexuality, sexual health, and bodies. Cool. Yeah, I know. We don't, we need a better way to like come from, because some people have this like real cute pre-recorded intro. Yeah. And like pre-recorded outro, I think is what we'd call it. And we don't, we just do it as part of the whole thing. Makes editing I like easier. that it kind of reflects how our, whatever, our day's going. It's live. It's, ha- it's happening. So yeah. This some is- days my greeting is like happy-go-lucky and some days it's like uh, my SpongeBob meme. That's like how I expected Monday to go. Happy, shiny SpongeBob and how Monday really went. Like bloodshot eyes <laughs> yeah oh anyway. my gosh yeah I, I guess I'll, people know how my Monday went I'll introduce myself I'm Landa I'm a BCBA and a sexual health educator based in Victoria British Columbia Canada love it um I feel like my Monday went marginally better than yours um I'm Barb I am a BCBA and also a certified sexuality educator in St. Louis Missouri United States and uh, I did not need a nap today. I did need a nap. Wild. Just like a 20 minute, which they say is like the right amount. They, who, I don't know. The whoever they are. Experts. They say that that's the right amount of a nap. It's like not enough to like be super tired, but enough to refresh you. But as soon as I set my alarm and like laid my head on the pillow, I was like, this would have been like a time to like go for a walk or like a run or something. But I was like, no, I need... I need a nap. So yep. anyway, or a nap. Yes. So I, uh, I switched, I used to have a full-time job and now I don't, um, now I just have many part-time jobs, but what's cool about it is that I have a lot more, um, flexibility in my schedule. So like the other day I got done doing some work and then I promptly just went and laid down. I didn't sleep, but I just went like, it was just laying in bed for an hour and it was incredible how much like better I felt yeah so. yeah I just needed to give myself permission that like just because it's Monday doesn't mean that I like haven't earned the right to have a nap um so that's like that that article the right to eat donuts and have a nap I just didn't have the donuts but yeah I had the nap part today so you, you could have donuts I could have had donuts yes. I had chips I did have some chips Ooh. that's my don't that's my donut chips are the new donut chips are the new donut exactly. oh my gosh this is great this is the but quality I, content I people are here woke up for. from the nap and got excited to talk about my book so i'm excited all right so before we jump into what the book is this is where i kind of um gently shame people into like not expecting this to be the be all end all so everything we talk about is a resource it's a single way to teach a concept, usually just one concept, sometimes many. Um, there are lots of different ways to do it. So we're here to kind of help get you started um, and help really to decide if it, the book is going to be right for you. Um, we might give some general ideas, but we're not going to do specifics. So with all that said, what book are we talking about? Yes. And I said my book, but then I was like, but it's not actually mine. It was actually written by somebody else. But anyway, it's a book I'm going to talk about. Um, so the book that I chose is called It's Perfectly Normal. Um, it's by Roby Harris. 
um, and their pronouns are she, her, and the illustrator is Michael Emberly, whose pronouns are he, him. Um, the publisher is Candlewick Press, and so I, I kind of like had, was going through my copy a couple of weeks ago when I decided that I wanted to talk about this book because I do love it for a lot of reasons that I'll talk about. And I just popped onto the publisher's website to, to, to double check. Um, I forget what I was checking, like where, what year it was published or where you could get it or whatever. Um, and, and realized that I had gone all the way through it, kind of talking about what I loved, some things that I would change. And I have the edition from 2014, which if people um, are watching a, a visual version, they can see is like a blue book with the text that's perfectly normal and the sub um, heading of changing bodies, growing up, sex and sexual health. And then they were like, there's a newly released version in like May 28th, 2021, that like literally just came out. So of course I promptly went to the bookstore and purchased it. Um, but you can definitely get this book because it was already like in my local library, like eight copies and three independent bookstores in like the smallerish city that I live, it was available. So the newest copy, which I definitely suggest if people are looking, um, the 2014 one is great. If that's what you can get your hands on, go for it. But the 2021 version it's perfectly normal and the subheading changed slightly, changing bodies, growing up, sex, gender, and sexual health. So they've added a lot about gender, gender identity, all of that sort of stuff. Um, the cover has like a bunch of diverse humans on it. Then the new one, there's a um, bunch of different body types, bunch of different people, bunch of different gender expressions. I really, the cover is pretty representative of the fabulousness that we will find within this book. Um, and it does say that it's um, uh, for ages 10 and up, and it's also a million copy bestseller. So this book is out there. Um, and there's a couple other books by this like author illustrator combo. Um, yeah. It's not the Stork, which is awesome. Um, and Amazing You, which are the other ones we might talk about another time. Yeah. And so we've shifted from like a sky blue cover to like a periwinkle sort of ish. I'm curious, I was really excited when you were saying, you know, um, the author uses she, her pronouns, the illustrator uses he, him pronouns. Did you find that information in the book on the website? I, I, I gleaned that information by reading the bios. Mm, so mm -hmm. I've yet to see you, I don't know if you've seen this, I've yet to see a sex ed book or any book really that like labels pronouns on the cover in any way. Um, but, and they also don't say like in the back, so we've got some black and white pictures of the author, um, and, and Roby Harris, um, it, it doesn't sort of say it says Roby Harris, but it doesn't say bracket she, her, but going through here, um, the she, her pronouns are used and, and in the illustrator's bio, he, him pronouns are used. So I just gleaned that information from there, but it certainly wasn't like included as, something off yeah. the hop to, to let people know about. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I was like, wow, I'm really impressed that publishers are starting to put this, like it makes sense um, and it's helpful. And uh, I was excited. So we're not quite there yet. But no, not, not, not quite there yet. I'm doing like a quick double check, but yeah, it, it yeah, it doesn't say their, their, their pronouns uh, in the beginning for sure or on the cover. Definitely. Um, okay. Yeah. So I just gathered that information from the, 
from the bios. Cool. So if you have to break this book down kind of into like, what, what are the sections of the book? Yeah. So this, this book's got a lot of information in it, which is great, but also, um, like hop around, but like, I feel like this book could be a series of smaller books, like that it might actually might be slightly overwhelming. I mean, actual pages with text is sort of like 108. Um, and there's some references and things like that, but, um, it's got, some big sections. So it's, it's, they're sort of like, I would say puberty book, right? It's for ages 10 and up. So folks that are kids that are around that, that age, youth that are around that age. Um, and it's got six big sections. Um, and they're sort of like, what is sex? Um, and so they, they talk about sex and gender. They had had it previously noted as like sex versus gender, I think. And I, they've changed that. Um, or no, sex and gender in both. Um, they've expanded um, LGBTQ identities in there. So like all of the different meanings of sex, right? Sexual desire, which is something that I think is pretty unique to this book, talks about it, what that is or might feel like, or the fact that some people don't have that, um, which, is, which is pretty awesome. Um, they de- definitely talk about making love, <laughs> um, which is, but okay. you know, I think- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some there's some sort of like slightly what I would say like antiquated language in it, but um, but I, I mean I think that that's that's a term that people I think use less and less or in my experience use less and less, but but kids might still hear and so you you know what is that that like making love is sex so yeah all, all yeah. the all the kids that are like really big like Hedwig and the Angry Inch fans are gonna get it from like the origin of love like because that's the thing that I thought of it's like that's the song that starts playing in my head so <laughs> thank you for that yeah, no problem. very appreciative so okay cool so that's one uh, part yeah so what is sex and then there's bodies um they've really done a good job with the update of the language around bodies so it was at first just like the female body and the male body like in the old periwinkle blue 2014 version but in the new sort of purpley version um it really talks just about bodies um, in general and just different sex organs. Then they talk about puberty, um, which is a pretty big section. Again, they've done some shifting around language there. So it was like, this is the first time that I've seen this framing in a book, which is probably just based on the fact that it's at this point, one of the newest books in the sex ed realm to be published because it's 2021. Um, but it says eggs in puberty and sperm in puberty as ways to categorize puberty instead of like male, female, or boy and girl. I like that. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, And then there's a section on families and babies, um, all kinds of stuff, like from genetics, the ways different people share their bodies to make babies, but other ways that babies are made that don't have anything to do with sharing bodies. Um, And then a whole section on decisions. So um, around like, they kind of have like categories of like delay, postpone, abstain, prevent, control. And then we'll sort of get into some things that make it unique, but they have a whole chapter on abortion in this book, which is something that most books do not have in my experience. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, and then there's a the whole like last part is called staying healthy. And so there's a section on online safety, um, STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, 
a special breakout section of that just specifically about HIV and AIDS, and then just responsible um, choices around staying healthy in a variety of different ways. So yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot in here. Yeah. You said online safety. I don't know if you probably didn't see my ears perk up, but I'm so curious. Um, I, Ooh, all right. I'm not going to go all the way down the rabbit hole, but what I notice with any sort of online safety stuff, one, it's outdated before you publish it. Right. Yeah. Um, and the second thing that I, I've really started noticing is a lot of folks are focusing on things that are maybe not based on like the research of the stuff that should be um, a topic. There was actually an article in, mm, I'm going to say the wrong publication but in a in a media publication like a, a like an online magazine that was talking about um it was talking about porn literacy and how a lot of educators focus on certain topics and they're really kind of missing the mark of what where the uh real big concerns are so talking about you know things that might be viewed that are potentially illegal or are illegal or things like that, or talking about um, body image and the way that people are perceived. I'm going down the rabbit hole, so I'm going to stop. But I was just, it is kind of rare to have that as part of this whole thing. This book sounds awfully comprehensive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we should definitely pick a book that talks about online safety or pornography specifically, Um, because I know that that's an area that you spend a lot of time talking about. So we should um, thought board or pin, whatever, pin that on the side, (laughs) doing that action. Um, I, I totally agree. Like I, the book is super comprehensive. So, um, it's like, I have like a comic, there's comic book sort of like drawings. So I'll show some for, for folks that might be watching. Um, but there's an awful lot of text as well. So yes, comprehensive, but heaps and heaps and heaps of text. And so it could, I can picture it being a bit of a slog or like not super engaging for, for the kind of like youth or even frankly, like adults that like want a visual representation of some of the things that they're seeing. But as a highlight, this book, I like, I've used these books just for the drawings quite a Mm -hmm. lot, as opposed to like going through the text and like reading it out to somebody. Um, And we've kind of talked a bit about how our work often is that sort of like adaption or modification if we're working with like particularly neurodiverse learners. Um, so I've used this book a lot for that, but the body diversity in this book is like chef's kiss. It's so good. Um, I love the pictures. I love the diversity representation. This is one thing that they really made like a big effort to improve on in this new version. I could tell. So in the older version, the it's perfectly normal blue 2014 they're sort of pictures of um like people actually having some sort of like sexual contact were very sort of like male presenting female presenting folks so i'll sort of like hold up that as an example so most of the we see kind of like two people nude in bed like but like there's an elderly couple that are being very affectionate to each other which is like delightful mm-hmm. um But then the new version, they've expanded, like anytime they talk about bodies coming together, they just have like a diversity of identities. So now we've got sort of like female presenting, male presenting, two male presenting folks, two femme presenting folks. 
Um, and so it's like, wait, and this person, I don't know, people can see, like has bathing suit tan lines. Like oh, it could not be more precious. It's I've so good. Like that happens. Never seen never that. Seen, never seen it. <laughs> it's so, it's just like, yeah, that's what bodies look like in August. That's such a little thing. Right. It's tan lines. I mean, we're not even going all the way to stretch marks, which I really want to see um, more of. Oh, are you going to show us stretch marks? I'm I don't so know excited. if there was, if I, there was, I didn't, I, it didn't, it didn't cue in, but like, I bet there is or, or B you're so right. Yeah. I mean, but it's a silly thing. Um, but you said something else that I really appreciated because I, um, Absolutely. And sometimes for families, but sometimes just like, you know, for myself, can I make sure that I'm still like what I'm saying is still accurate per 2021. Um, But I know grownups who read these books that are designed for 10 year olds. And this is a, this is a source of information. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. I'm what I'm one of those people, Yeah, you know, and then this is my job. Um, Yeah. So this, this book, like, thumbs and toes up for me around the diversity. There's definitely going to be things like you even just like mentioned, like stretch marks. Um, they, they have this one page that I'll sort of show. So it is some like, you know, nude bodies. Um, in the older version, they sort of had what looked like, you know, people with breasts and vulvas all lined up along the top. So like that was kind of one kind of body. And then all along the bottom, another kind of body, the body with penises. Yeah. But in the new version, they've just like mixed them all up. Like they're just bodies. They're here. They're there. We've got like fat folks. We've got fit folks. We've got folks with all sizes of breasts, penises. We got babies. We got elderly. We got someone in a wheelchair, someone that uses like a cane, someone that's using braces. It's just so delightful. Right. And even as I think of the books, like we've talked about, um, like sex is a funny word, which is one of like my top pick kind of books where it's still very much here's the penis stuff here's the vulva stuff and this what you're showing is just kind of like here's stuff here's stuff yeah they do break they do continue to break it down a, a little bit so there's there's definitely some improvements I do love the diversity I think they've done a, a really great job of updating that um a, a few other pictures that like they, that they talk about that I don't see very many places like about welcoming a baby. And then they have a couple of, of parents that look like they're visiting a, um, a child that they have. That's like probably in the NICU. It's like yeah. you know, that some parents have a baby and then it takes them, they talk in the text, like it can take three or four months before the baby joins the family at home. And it's like, yeah, that's I love that. Happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I definitely think like stuff that I highlighted, um, is that there, there still is some gendered male, female language in the text. Uh, but, but generally they did do a pretty good job of, of updating that. So like there's one example, and this is just one example of, of a few, but where they are talking about, um, HIV and they talk about, um, a female who has HIV can pass the virus to her fetus while it's in the uterus or to baby during birth, a pregnant female. And I just thought that like little examples like that could just be changed to like a pregnant person right? pretty easily. Um, so there's still definitely without, you know, I think people sort of think like, oh, well, people will be confused, but like in my experience, and that's even working with people who tend to be pretty black and white language thinkers, um, 
don't really have trouble wrapping their head around that in the way that people sort of say like, oh, if you say the person who's pregnant, how will we know who that is? And it's like, well, it's the person who's pregnant. Yes, the the pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have a harder time with things like gender roles. Mm. Um, and even with that, it's, it, it's not that hard to kind of do a little bit of like, almost like thought exercise through that and be able to kind of come to this, like, oh, wait, actually, this is all made up. We made this all up. It's not, up. it's not hard. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, or just like answering those questions. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you, yeah. You've been like glowing over this. Um, <laughs> what's. Um, are there any other things that are like things to shift or do you just want to keep talking more about the things that are really cool? I mean, like, it seems like there's some unique stuff. Yeah, there's definitely some unique stuff. Um, I do think that if this is just going to be sort of like a book that's given like the text heaviness of it, I think is a bit of a challenge, um, for sure. Um, there is a section, like I had said at the beginning about abortion, which I think that a lot of books don't cover. One thing about that as somebody who's Canadian is that the content in it is very American centric. So it talks about a lot of like more recent legal cases and challenges and sort of like access to abortion, but from a very like USA centric perspective, which the authors are both in the States. So New York city. Oh, wait, Michael Emberly lives in Ireland. I apologize. So um, and I feel like Ireland might be misspeaking, but I feel like they very recently just had like expanded access to abortion rights in the last yeah. year or so. I want to say, yeah. Although yeah. like, I feel like with a pandemic, like that could have been three years ago and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what day it was, but yeah. 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 And I did, I did highlight that, you know, in the, in the 2014 version, the online section was like quite short and I was sort of like, Oh, kids need more information than that the new version is is much more updated they did leave out um like the names of specific websites which i think is a mistake that some texts make being like you might be on facebook and then kids are reading it and being like i am not on facebook right (laughs) (laughs) um so they they talk more about like what you know what makes good like online safety things like that but I, I, I agree that like one of the notes that I wrote down is just anything in my opinion that talks about online safety, like needs to be supplemented with more updated information because it's yeah, exactly what you said, Barb, which is like, it's published and then it's out of date. There's a new app. There's a new thing. There's a new privacy protection. There's a new filter. There's a new something. And it's just really hard to stay updated on that in something that is not an online format. So definitely anybody getting this and looking at that the section on that should sort of take it with a grain of salt that there might be like other updates for people for sure. Um, yeah. And I think like they like scientifically accurate. Um, I had had a note again, when I was like going through the 2014 copy that they needed to update their HIV AIDS information. Cause they had some, um, stuff about like ways that you can get HIV and, and, which wasn't inaccurate, but they left out a bunch of ways that you can't and that they've added in, in the new one, which I think is important, like kissing. So in the last, they yeah. didn't say you could get kiss AIDS or HIV from kissing, but they didn't say that you couldn't. And so, you know, they've updated that information. Yeah, that's on. good. And I think, and I think that's helpful too. Yeah. Cause it's, you need all of the information, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah totally. 
Um, and one other thing like that I, them, that they've kept in here that I personally have like shifted my practice is shifting related to HIV AIDS is the um, characterization of STIs. So sexually transmitted infections versus sexually transmitted disease, because an infection is sort of like, you can do something right about an infection and, yeah. and, and all STIs at this point are treatable or preventable. Um, and so, or manageable. And, and so I tend to use infection because disease just sounds like very terminal, very like unfixable. So I've moved away from that language. Um, so I would, I would change that for this, for this too, but yeah, I really like that, uh, that explanation of the shift from disease to infection. Like it's hard for me sometimes to explain to people why that's the language other than that's what people call it. So I like that. I'm keeping it. Yeah. 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 So, um, I definitely think that like when we were talking about, I know we've talked before about, you know, how would you use this book if it were like for a certain person or, or, um, when I've used it for sort of more neurodiverse, uh, clients, I've definitely just like taken some of the photos, um, to use to just sort of explain different concepts. Um, if I was a parent or caregiver, like I, like you just said, you know, I, I would use this book if I was a parent or caregiver to like expand my own knowledge and information, or maybe read together in like small chunks. And we've talked a lot about that, that it's sort of like, this is multiple conversations, right? It's not the talk. Um, and I think definitely a bit more like family individual centric, like I can't see a teacher being able to hold the attention of any sort of group audience by like reading the text, sure. um, using some of the photos maybe to like explain concepts in a sex ed, um, kind of like group teaching situation. But other than that, I think um, it, it's really a bit more of like an individual information gathering resource. I kind of like the idea of doing like a caregiver child, like book club almost, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we have our own copies and we're going to get to there. We're going to talk about what do we like? What don't we understand? What do you agree with? Like, hmm, I don't know. I, Barb, both of us are busy enough with our other new great ideas. <laughs> but that's a great idea the though. Caregiver just like guide it. a parent group, right? Around like, get read the section on changing bodies what questions like what questions do you have right or like use that to frame like bigger conversations I like that yeah all right so if anybody is going to set this up as a book club with the person they care for if it's going to be like a a carer um care carry I don't know if you care for someone and you're going to start a book club where you are reading this together and discussing let us know how it goes because I think like that's such a fun idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I, I love the I, summary point. I do love these books. I feel like we've, I've really tried to pick so far some books that I just like gush over. Cause I just like want to talk to people about them. So uh, maybe next time I'll try to pick a book that I have like a bit, you know, less affinity for, or that there's like a, a bit, something a bit more to pull out. But I just thought that like, there's still room for improvement. There always is. Again, I think just like any print medium, as soon as you like finish something, you know, yes, it was published in May, 2021, but they probably sent the last copy to the editor, you know, a year or more before that. So sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Final thoughts on this book. Everyone should go get it. Yeah. And it's like pretty affordable and widely available. Like my local library had eight copies 
of the brand new version. And I think something like 10 copies of the old version in the library. And then when I purchased it, it was, I mean, it's $15 US, $20 Canadian, which I think is pretty reasonable for the amount of information that you're gonna get out of this book, if that's something that you wanna invest in, as opposed to a book that just covers one topic, right? You're gonna get a lot of different pictures and ideas for your bang for your buck. Yes. <laughs> and it, bang, it's been our word today is bang. Um, if, if I were, and I mean, this is, I'm not sending business your way, but, if I were a parent and I had this book and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much stuff. I don't know what to do with it. I would probably reach out to you and say, hey, can I get a consultation? And can you help me figure out how to break this down in order to like present this in smaller chunks? But yes, yeah, absolutely. There we go. Fabulous. Not All promoting, right. but also like that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, ask for help. Don't pick up one. If you pick up one book and feel like a bit overwhelmed, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Asking for help is good. Yes. Ready for me to do that little end thing here. End bit? Yeah. Live end bit. Yes. Phenomenal. All right. Here we go. Sex Ed Book Review is a collaboration between Landa Fox and Barb Gross, and the views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be a substitute for professional or clinical advice. Find us on Instagram at Sex Ed Book Review and at www.sexedbookreview.com. Bye.